Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Believe in Everything Auburn is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs, where you can get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Just remember to use the promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. That is B-L-E-A-V, bet online, where the game starts. Campbell in the end zone, They're not keeping this buck off this field tonight. 100 yards. Can you believe it? I still can't believe it. Now presenting Believe in Everything Auburn with your hosts, Taylor Davis and Jason Campbell. Before you go, everyone, welcome back to Believe in Everything Auburn. Taylor Davis, Jason Campbell, back in action Ready to get you ready for the season now that fall camp is a wrap, y'all. That is in the rearview mirror. Now all eyes ahead to kick off in just a couple weeks down in Jordan-Hare. And obviously, there's plenty to talk about. Per usual, Jay, we release an episode and then a large announcement comes out. That's just how the cookie crumbles for us sometimes. But we're going to catch you up on everything, give you our thoughts on the recent announcements around Auburn and give you a little season preview, kind of give you an overview of our expectations. And then next week it's game preview time. So let's go. Ready or not, it is time, people. So welcome in, War Eagle, as always. Uh, Jay Cam rocking the logo, proud alum. And uh, I, I have to imagine this time of year, Jay, is always – riddled with both excitement and maybe a little bit of nerves like as a player you're like oh gosh it's it's now or never kind of thing oh yeah it's the exciting time the guys are ready to well camp ended on saturday so mm-hmm. now they're into a normal school mode normal you know practice hours and you know you're looking forward to that first game umass you know you're tired yeah. of going against each other at this point in time like we've been going to against each other for over 14 days you ready now to lace it up and actually be able to go full force against an opponent. And, right. you know, this is a great time, you know, for the players, the coaches, all to just go back, honed in all the film that they did during fall camp and even spring a little bit. And they're able to pull away from some things that they feel like they did really well. And then some of the things that they feel like with the new guys and they're like Peyton Thorne and, you know, Jalen McLeod, all the guys that wasn't here during a, during spring camp, you know, they're here in the fall that they can kind of show them some film or some things that they did and say, okay, now we're going to implement this with you because it's a huge learning curve. And right. like I said, the, the game changes once you start to to play, but you know, these guys can't wait to tiger walk, you know, <laughs> especially the new guys, they can't wait to actually play in front of 87, 90,000 fans. Uh, you got to think Jair shorter and Larry Nitz, they played in North Texas. It wasn't, this right. many games, you know, so you know, even Gunner Britton at Western Kentucky, you know, to come and now you're playing in front of large crowds at home. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. 
Well, we definitely have a lot to look forward to this season as Auburn gets ready to kick off the 2023 season in Jordan Hare in less than two weeks, actually. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about some of the final notes that came out of fall camp. The second scrimmage in Jordan Hare happened on Saturday. But before that, Hugh Freeze surprised all of us and went ahead and announced his starting quarterback for week one. He made sure to emphasize he is referring to the UMass game. He said very quickly, I'm not saying Peyton's going to be our starter come week 12, but I felt in my gut it was time to go ahead and make a call for week one. It goes back to that chemistry you and I talked about, the timing, the tendencies, and obviously him being able to take over that leadership role. So Peyton Thorne has been announced as QB1 for the beginning of season. Hugh Freeze also emphasizing that Robbie Ashford will always have a package. He is not someone who is going to be in the wings for the entirety of season. Hugh Freeze sees and respects his athletic ability and intends to utilize it in this offense. How? We will wait and see. But Peyton Thorne obviously has been discussed for his leadership ability a bit more accurate in that passing game. He eclipsed, I think, right around 60% completion percentage during his time at Michigan State last year. For Robbie, it was right around 49% completion. So uh, obviously that got him the nod along with some other intangibles, decision-making like we talked about last week that Hugh Freeze and co. saw this fall camp and and feel most confident about handing him the reins. Talk to me a little bit about this decision, Jay. I, I was on a radio show the day after, and, and they were asking me about the surprise factor and whatnot. And I don't know why, for some reason, I just, it doesn't feel that set in stone to me. And I don't think it can, because sure. this, Matt, this, this competition has been so evenly matched in terms of like if you put them all on a scale it's just for all different reasons and so I think whether it's situational whether it's opponent based whether it's just good day versus bad day I'm not convinced that Peyton Thorne is going to be the undisputed QB1 for the entirety of this season and even as recent as this past weekend Hugh Freeze said Robbie Ashford's past three practices were probably the best three he has had. This is still a battle in my eyes. I think they've given him the nod for week one, but the job is not his for the entirety of the season. Ooh, I, I say this. Uh, coach is trying to create competitiveness in the room for a season. And what yeah. he's trying to do is make sure that these guys don't get comfortable because if these guys don't get comfortable and they both continue to work really hard, then it's going to help this football team at the end of the season. You'll look back and say, man, like what an outstanding year we was able to have because yeah. our guys up top never got comfortable. They kept pushing each other. And for Peyton Thorne, he has to say this because he's never coached Peyton Thorne. You know, he's never been in a game with Peyton Thorne. Like he's been able to watch his film. He's been able to right. see what he's done at Michigan State. But, you know, they just come off a, a tough record as well last year, just like Auburn came off a tough record. So, you know, he wants to see these guys in an environment going against another team. Right now, neither one of them have been put in a tough environment because it's only been against their teammates. And mm -hmm. the one thing you know about your teammates, if you go against someone for three, four weeks, you learn their tendencies. So you tend to do things based off what you're seeing in front of you from a daily basis. But... I think it's a great problem to have. I really do because 
you're going to need both of these guys to get through this this season. We've seen our schedule. You're always one injury away anyways when you play that position. So everyone has got to be prepared. Even Holden needs to be prepared because you know how freakish of an athlete Robbie is. You know, that means he puts himself out there more at risk sometimes, knock on wood, for like an injury or something. So he has to be prepared as well. So right. it, it I think coaches doing the right thing as far as like, hey, guys, I'm not putting a stamp on this just yet. Because what mm-hmm. you want to do is keep Robbie's confidence there as well. And if you're going to go into the UMass game, Paige is going to do some great things. When Robbie does come in the game, I don't think it's going to be, oh, Robbie's in the game. Now, now all of a sudden we're doing run packages only. I think he's going right. to make a complete offense and say, hey, this is your series to go down the field. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's how it's going to be. Uh, to give the defense a change of a pace, a change of look, where they got to now, they got to worry about two and three different things. But then you also got to worry about worry about the way that that Thorne does things as well from a RPO standpoint and everything. So there's a lot to dissect there. But I will yeah. say it's a great, great problem to have, and we haven't been in this position in a while. Mm-hmm. You really have two guys that kind of need a little bit of each other. You know what I mean? Like if, if we could have like a combo, but I guess the next best thing is just to utilize both of them in a game. As long as you don't get into a situation where you're disrupting the rhythm of the rest of your personnel and your system is unable to keep up with the changes. So that will definitely be something to keep an eye on, but that is how things are going to shake up for week one. We will continue to see how that fares as this offense continues to develop against live competition. Uh, on Saturday in Jordan-Hare, Thorne went 12 for 17 with two touchdowns and an interception. Robbie went 8 for 15 with two touchdowns and no turnovers. So uh, comparable there. Hugh Freeze said that at the beginning, Peyton was kind of pushing some decisions, kind of getting ahead of himself a little bit. Once he settled in, he looked like what this coaching staff wants in a quarterback to start the season. So also a, uh, a, a real uh, head turner from a guy that you gave a shout out to just last week, Shane hooks over here with a one handed catch. I saw an article saying, had this been in game, that would have been a uh, hard push for a sports center top 10 moment. So very impressive from him. Uh, Camden Brown back out there on the heels of some injuries he's dealt with preseason. So Feeling good about that. Also, the bulk of carries for the running back room went to Jeremiah Cobb. I mean, no surprise here. This running back room is is very stacked, but they gave him a, a heavy workload on Saturday and kind of let him go, see what he's capable of very early in his tenure. So very exciting things uh, coming out of fall camp. But look, like you said, Jay, this season is not going to be a walk in the park. It never is. And the way this schedule is laid out is going to challenge these guys in a multitude of ways. So let's talk season preview a little bit. The FBI predictions came out, and I hesitate to even say that because what the frick does the FBI know, right? But I will acknowledge it, present the game matchup to you, and you kind of give me a quick little spiel of expectations for that one. All right, so obviously we start at home with UMass. FPI gives us the dub on this one. What do you thought? This game is all about Auburn. Uh, Really, you know, no disrespect to UMass. Like, they're going to come in here and play hard, but this game Mm -hmm. is about Auburn. And how about our transfers getting their first opportunity to play together in a live atmosphere as teammates? And 
how do we do with substitutions? How do we do with not having pre-snap penalties? All those type of mm. things that you do in the first game. Yeah. Uh, how, how disciplined are we? So we'll learn a little bit about where we are in that first game before our next one. Okay. Which is not a hop, skip, and a jump away. We head to Cal for our first road test and not one of familiarity to any of these guys heading out to play in the Pac-12. At Cal, FPI has this one as a loss for the Tigers. Mm -hmm. Wow. I disagree. Didn't see that coming either. Just because of simple fact, the only reason I disagree is because I get people still hanging on to the last two years of Auburn. That's what it is. Get that out your head. This is not the last two years of Auburn. You know, this is totally new leadership, a totally different looking roster. Even Mm -hmm. Coach Green said in the springtime that this was not an Auburn roster when he took the job that he thought it should look like. So there's been a lot of changeover, and people are still hanging on to those last. So it's almost like, you are who you are until you prove us different, is what they're saying. So this is a huge game for Auburn. They yeah. leave on Thursday to get there for a game that's on Saturday. This is the kicker. The game is at 7.30 West Coast time, which puts Ooh. it at 10.30 East Coast, 9.30 Central. So our guys will be playing at 9.30 Central time. That's kind of when some guys are getting ready to hone in, to get ready to go to bed. Good night. Yeah. But they got to reset their clocks very quickly. So I imagine uh. you play UMass on Saturday. Sunday, you probably have a little quick of an off day. Monday, I wouldn't be surprised if Coach said we're having night practices Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Because Interesting. Because travel on Thursday. I would do that just to get the guy's body, clocks, and everything going just to prepare for this game on the road. Because it totally. is different. It is different. I've yeah. West Coast for two years. I played on the East Coast, you know, played in Central Time. It is different. You do have to get your bodies awakened and, and train for this game. So I like That's Auburn a to win. It's been a very, very close, close matchup uh, just because it will be a fun environment, but I, I still like Auburn in this one. I do too. I, I was actually surprised by that one. I do think an interesting uh, kind of contrast in this one Cal's head coach has been there for a very long time this is a program that's kind of been consistent and repetitive not necessarily consistent on domination but just consistent in in who they are who's running things how they operate and Auburn has so much newness and literally they're going to have had one game experience to tap back into and it was at home and one of the best home field advantages in college football. First road test, like I said, not a familiar environment against a program that has been what they've been for a long time. And Auburn's kind of new kids on the block for a you know, certain way about it. So it'll be very interesting. Then they return home, thank goodness, for one more game against Samford before they begin a conference gauntlet FPI with the dub for this one. This is a game you want to come out healthy. So this is a game you want to get your guys in there, jump on them quickly. You know, don't let this game go into the third and fourth quarter. You want to have your your other guys have an opportunity to get in this game to get some valuable experience and to get your main guys, keep them healthy because you Mm -hmm. see the gauntlet that you got coming up. And sometimes, Taylor, you know this, you cover college football all the time. Sometimes teams play down to their level of competition. So we will find out early the maturity of this football team. Will they play 
up to their standard right. or would they play to the standard of their competition? Right. And whoever it is, is going to have to be very equipped for what comes next, because then we hit the road to play at Texas A&M. Y'all, this is my team that I just, I am not sold on. And, and there is so much hype around it. Obviously, Jimbo bringing in Petrino, a very respected offensive mind. Uh, he brings him in because Jimbo's crux the last few years has been play calling, and they have really fallen off the tracks in past years. He knows that this is kind of it for him. Like, if this season goes the way the last couple have, I'm not sure Jimbo stays in College Station. So a lot riding on this. But nonetheless, that will be our first tough test, and playing in College Station is so hard. It is the it's the atmosphere it's the noise it's the tradition like that is a hard place to play the 12th man is a very real thing so fbi gives us a loss on this one regardless of the prediction what is guaranteed is this is going to be a tough test for auburn this is going to be a tough task for us on the road you know just yeah. because uh we're going to see how fast we've grown up in those first three games because to me, this has to be a game for us to go in and ground and pound. This is a game I think you utilize Robbie a little bit more. Yeah. His abilities to put pressure on their defenses and their edge rushers. So this Agreed. is that he may get more playing time as uh, as coming into games because of that. But at the same time, it's so many layers to this thing. It does seem strategic. And honestly, when I was at SEC Media Day, is I was – my sensors went up a little bit because when asked about Petrino and about play calling, Jimbo was a little coy about it. It, it wasn't like a definitive, I hired him to to pass the baton, to, to hand the reins over because I, I have too much to handle as the head coach and I can't wear all the hats. I learned that last year and this guy is going to run my offense. He kind of danced around the topic a little bit. It was a little strange. Petrino kind of, you know, reiterating that Jimbo's the guy. I, I'm not here. So it just felt maybe I, my reads are way off, but it it felt a little un, uneasy when they were discussing it. So I'm just not sold that this is going to be the Texas A&M team that we have all thought we would see for the past four years and have yet to. But 2023 is their year. I'm just not convinced. Please. We will see. But then we return home, which, you know, will be nice, except the reigning national champs come to town. <laughs> We've got a matchup with Georgia, and no surprise here, the FBI predicts a loss for us yet again. Give me your thoughts on this one, Jay. Well, of course the FBI is going to do that. You know, like I said, they haven't Preseason lost. number one team. Right. Like, what do you expect? Preseason number one, and they haven't showed anything differently in – you know, to point to where they're at has changed. So I will say this. They're in Auburn. They're in our backyard. If this game was on the road, a little bit of a different story. But this game is at home. It's in our territory. It's going to be packed out. It's going to be loud. I like Auburn to upset this game. I, I think Auburn gives Georgia their first loss <laughs> of the season. And what? I know people are saying, like, Jay, we ain't come that fast, that fast. Anytime people have gone against Auburn as much as they've gone to this year, preseason-wise, because the simple fact that they're basing everything off the last two seasons, football games are won with young men off emotions and energy. Yeah. And that, and that, and that You'll have both. And you're going to have both. And yeah. 
I feel like we have the coaching staff to do it. Like Coach Montgomery, his offensive play calling with freeze, I feel like presents an opportunity for us to score points. Defensively, yeah. Coach Montgomery and our defense, most importantly, I like our secondary. Carson Beck, this is his first full year starting. He has mm-hmm. not seen an atmosphere at that point of the schedule until they come to us. I think they played South Carolina before us, but I think South Carolina comes to them. So mm-hmm. his first huge road test is going to be in Auburn with a lot of pressure to stay undefeated. So I like Auburn to upset this game. I also would just like to throw out that that game is on my birthday. So um, it would be nice if we could get a dub. Just saying. It's so interesting to me. And obviously they've earned it back to back national championships and in convincing fashion last year. Um, But it's very interesting that this team, no one is even debating the return of their dominance. I, I mean, number one preseason expected to win the East, expected to win the SEC championship and buy for a third consecutive national title. But it's not like they're returning everybody. They have lost majority of the guys, including their starting quarterback. Like you said, Carson Beck has been announced as their starter and not near the experience level of a guy like Stetson Bennett. Their entire defense, Jalen Carter, I mean, like you lost arguably some of the biggest names in all of college football the last few seasons, and still you're almost unanimously picked to do it again. It's really, I mean, I hate to say it as an Auburn grad, but it really is a testament to what Kirby Smart is doing because that's not easy. That is what Nick Saban started establishing in Alabama, and honestly, the people overlooking Alabama, I need them to shut up because <laughs> <laughs> literally you are just fueling the beast, okay? Right. He's not going to go out with any question of that dynasty. If we want him to retire, he needs to feel like he's done everything. Right. But anyway, I just think it's interesting that Georgia, no one thinks there's going to be a drop-off even well, in spite off, of how much. Right. They're basing it off him being with Saban, right? This has started off with Saban at Alabama yeah. and the recruiting class, number one, number two recruiting class over the last couple of years. So they feel mm-hmm. like their starters leave, but he's already been grooming somebody else to fill those spots. Uh, you know, so this year they have a preseason number one recruiting class already. You know, so they're basing it off of that and everything and that until you show me that they don't reload. You're right. Dominance, you know. So. It's the same thing you were saying about Auburn. Like you are who you were until you show something new. And so for us, you know, this FBI predictions, it's the same for Georgia. You're back-to-back national champs. You look like you're recruiting effectively. All of their coaches return. That's also insane. Right. That a full coaching staff, all of their full-time coaches from a national championship-winning team last season are still on staff. Yeah, that That's insane. Yeah, that continuity is huge. I tell people yeah. that all the time, keep it from having a revolving door as much exactly. as you can. Uh, I, all the reason I say we have a shot to win this game, and I like us upset in this game. Last mm-hmm. year, Georgia played Missouri in Missouri. Missouri had that game won. Yeah, that's so true. Talented, talented defense and everything. And they had that game won. They gave it away at the end. So mm-hmm. I feel like that game in Auburn, that's a loss for Georgia. So okay. I just I just that's that's where I'm pulling that from. 
And, you know, I'm not just pulling something out of my head. There's <laughs> evidence to prove it, you know. New quarterback. I like it. Yeah, new quarterback. And like you say, half their defense is in Philadelphia. Literally. They're so, all playing for the Eagles. So, hey, you know. And it'll be a tough environment, no doubt about it. And then we head on the road again. It's really a lot of, like, ping pong early in the season. We head on the road to – Another, arguably one of the toughest, if not the toughest, road environments, Death Valley, the real Death Valley, sorry Clemson, Baton Rouge to play LSU and a lot of high expectations for LSU and Brian Kelly's year two, Jaden Daniels returns as one of the most experienced quarterbacks in the SEC and uh, they get the comfort of playing in Death Valley. So FPI, no surprise. Has that doubt as a loss. Wow, they're just giving us a loss to all the, uh, I guess, SEC schools that you Pretty know, much. we lost to last year. Um, yeah. LSU recruits very well. You know, Brian Kelly being his his next year there, he has had an opportunity now to get some guys he wants, some guys mm-hmm. to put his stamp on this thing. Um, I would say this, out of the LSU, A&M, Georgia game, you want Auburn – we love to win all of them, correct? Like in a perfect right. world, we love to win all of them. But based on this being Coach Free's first year, first year with a different quarterback, you know, first year all around, just first year. If you can go two and one during that stretch, that's a success. I think that's a win for Auburn. You know, like agreed. If you can find a way to split maybe the road games and and, and get the Georgia game at home. That's a victory for Auburn. Big That's time. why you cannot lose the California game. You lose the California yeah. game, it puts more pressure on you in those three games. We have to do our job. Obviously, we are Auburn fans, but we have to do our job on this podcast. Winning all three of those is unrealistic, in my opinion. I, I don't think there's a world in which that happens in year one. Two out of three is also incredible because, like you're saying, you, you have to expect one of those road environments is going to catch up with us. So that other one would be Georgia. That would be Georgia's first loss in how long? I, I, I mean, like, and right. honestly, Georgia has had Auburn's number. The momentum garnered from that, the hype around Auburn. I mean, like, I think a bunch of recruits, you know, their decision is made if Auburn wins that game in Jordan Hare that week. Like, I, it just, the ripple effects are substantial. So I, I think hoping for two out of three of those would be incredible. But uh, then we return home to play Ole Miss and obviously a former home for Hugh Freeze playing his former team and, and Lane Kiffin, who obviously was in talks to be at Auburn. So that one has some variables with it as well. And FPI gives us the L. Gosh. Oh, <laughs> man, they just not like us. Jeez. No love. If Auburn don't put this inside their room as bulletin board material, you know, like I would be just tagging everything, bulletin board material, <laughs> bulletin board material. So when the guys walking through, they seeing it, they seeing it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, this is what they think of us right now as a program. Yeah. And oh, yeah. And that's a home old, loss. Right. We should have beat Ole Miss last year in uh-huh. Ole Miss. Okay, Lane Kiffin got three quarterbacks he brought in offseason. Uh, we know they can score points. Defensively has always been their Achilles heel. Mm-hmm. You know, not being able to stop people. And I don't see it any different this year. I still think we're able to score points in that game. If it gets into a scoring shootout, I expect us to win it just because of our secondary. You know, I feel like yeah. our secondary can get some hands on some balls. You got DJ, you got Nehemiah, you know, you got Jalen and 
Pritchett and I mean, I already said Nehemiah and Keontae and those guys, even Kyan Lee has been getting a lot of yep. no. So I expect people to not be as easy throwing against our defense. It's all yeah. about can we get pressure on opposing quarterbacks? Because we know yeah. we can hold up for a while, but you can't hold up too long against anybody. But I like us in that game. I do I like too. 10 points in that game. Oh, wow. Very comfortable. Okay, well, I'm just going to run through the rest because you pretty much know how we feel about the FBI. Home versus Mississippi State. They've got us at a win at Vanderbilt. Win at Arkansas. Loss. Home versus New Mexico State. Win. Home versus Alabama. Loss. So FBI has us finishing right around 500. But here's what it is. The reality is no one knows enough about Auburn. Honestly, we don't. We we know more than most people, you and I, Jay, but there is so much that remains to be seen. And so if you're sitting here trying to generate some kind of prediction, you're going to look less stupid if you predict low for Auburn, given the fact that we didn't know anything, versus if you're sitting here going, oh, no, Auburn's going to win the West when literally, like, we don't know what this group of personnel is going to look like, how well they have taken to this system, how well this coaching staff has gelled. There's too much that is is still to be seen but I think that works in our benefit because if media FBI experts air quotes <laughs> don't know enough to prepare for Auburn season that's the same for our opponents so I am a-okay with that patience of course we have to be patient you know change is always you know have to be patient with the change yeah. but I watched this team in the spring I watched this team in the sun in fall camp we were head and shoulders better than we were just from talent-wise over the last two years. Yeah. That's why I say people are not doing their homework on studying this football team. You know, I get it. We got a gauntlet in the middle. But we can win a lot of those games at home because they're in mm-hmm. our territory. So, you know, it's a good position for Auburn to be in because it takes all the pressure off of us. It kind of gives us like, hey, y'all have a free year just to kind of figure out what y'all going to do. And then we'll kind of see where y'all at the end of this year. But from a recruiting standpoint, like you said, you win. You steal a couple of those big games. Mm-hmm. You're a top five recruiting class at the end of the year because okay. it's like to find that energy. They already feel it. We're in every four or five star recruit top five. Yeah. That's based off the last two seasons we've had. So they're seeing a testament. Yeah. So if the energy goes from the locker room over to the football field and Jordan Hare and converts to W's this fall, oh, the dominoes just start falling right in. Because now they see like, okay, it's not just when I was there on my visit. Mm -hmm. I see it in the stadium. There's action here. Action here. Agreed. Agreed. And all of it gets started very, very soon. Let me get a few real quick rapid-fire SEC predictions from you because next week we'll be so heavily previewing the first game. Okay, we'll take Auburn out of all of these to make it easier for you. So Auburn is not an answer that you can give me in these. Uh, Team most likely to pleasantly surprise people? South Carolina. I like that answer. I, I agree with you there. I really like Shane Beamer. I like yeah. him a lot. I like how he encourages teams yep. in the fight for him every week. So I, yeah. I like South Carolina. Okay, good answer. Uh, team most likely to disappoint people? <laughs> um, 
Ole Miss. Okay. Best offense in the SEC. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to have to go with – it can't be Auburn. Like I said, we know Ole Miss is going to score points. Can't stop nobody. I'll I say Ole Miss offensively. LSU would probably be my second one that I would say okay. under Brian Kelly to score points this year. Yep. Um, just because feels like that's in the cards for them. Yeah. We always say LSU. Okay. Uh, best defense in the league. Oh, that's Georgia. You know, prove me wrong until, you know, (laughs) I mean, yeah, you got to show me that you're not. So like this team is tenaciously defense and you have arguably one of the best defensive head coaches in all of, you know, college football. So yeah, used to be saving, but now I don't know. I think it's shifting a little bit to, to Kirby. Yeah, honestly, I, I would agree with you there. Uh, most fun team to watch this season. Maybe it doesn't amount and wins them in, in that column, but they are fun to watch. Their games go down to the wire. They play hard. Who is it? Ooh, it's two teams for me to come to mind. Okay. We can't put us in it because we can't talk about right. us. Kentucky and Mississippi Ooh. State. I was going to say State. Yeah. Because Mike Leach with him – passing and everything mm-hmm. it's his what he had there with the respect of people and then now moving their defense coordinator to to head coach they have sold out all their tickets for the season wow and for the first time i think since when dak was there so wow so people are all in and helping support these kids and this coaching staff yeah i think that they could be that team yeah I think so too. I think they'll probably have a couple of those special ones just because there are there are certain aspects of football that don't have anything to do with the X's and O's. It's really just about the heart, the experience. And I think Zach Arnett being given the head coaching range, like there is buy-in. There is right. a, a real clear identity for them as a program, as a team. Will Rogers still being there. I I I like that team. You know, we haven't mentioned in any capacity is Tennessee. And I mean, people think he, he's going to dominate their quarterback and he's, he's got a cannon. That's for sure. And on the heels of what they did last year, they could. But would Tennessee be a shocker though? You know what I'm saying? Based off what they did last year. But could they be best offense? You know what? They could. Cause they're in the, they're in the, in the East. Yeah. You know, Ole Miss is in the West. LSU is in the West. Um, you know, so they typically could have the best opportunity to have points just because Milton, they say this kid can throw it out the stadium and everything. Yeah. So I do like, I, I like that. I like Tennessee. I like Tennessee. Yeah. I, just, I think they can score a lot of points, but Kentucky is a surprise team for me this year because Devin, O'Le- Devin Leary, yeah. you know, the transfer they got from North Carolina State. You know, I mean, a lot of schools wanted him. Right, Coach Stupis is, you know, even Auburn. Coach Stupis, uh, you know, he's a fiery guy, and I think the SEC East is coming back a little bit. I agree with you. you. Know, it's coming back. Tennessee is getting better. Kentucky is getting better. I South think Carolina. This year, Georgia could win, could lose two games this year. They could lose two games this year. And you heard it here first. No hate. Sorry, all my Georgia friends. You know, no <laughs> just say, you know, you have to. It's inevitable. Try for two years, but I, exactly. I, I see two losses on your schedule. I just, 
One is going to be from us and one is going to be from either Kentucky or Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. I do feel like we are developing a bit more of a plateau, not in a bad way, just like an even platform in terms of dispersion of talent, which is honestly boding very well for the fact that we're about to eliminate divisions because now it's just going to be like the best of the best and it's not going to be a cakewalk for anybody. So I am so excited. I can't even stand it, y'all. It is almost football season. My first assignment is actually this week. I fly out to Oregon tomorrow for a kickoff event at the Nike headquarters, and then I'll be on game one next week. Jason's debut, semi-debut in his new role uh, for Auburn Radio. So it is time, and we are so excited to begin RIP free weekends and uh, free time, really, but it is for the best time of year, so I couldn't be more excited. So appreciate you guys listening and following along as you always do. We will keep you updated on everything going on throughout the entirety of football season. Hopefully, we'll be able to mix some interviews in there as well, schedules permitting. So hang with us. Subscribe if you haven't already so you'll get a notification every time we release an episode. You can catch us on YouTube every week as well on Believe's YouTube channel. And uh, we look forward to bringing you all the action this season. Let's have a hell of a year, Jay. You're right. And, you know, fans and everyone that follow us, like, give us your predictions this year as far yeah. as who you think are your surprise teams and your surprise players for this year. And we can kind of cover them next episode. Yeah. Uh, and just kind of tell us, like, what do you guys think? What's your what, what's, what's, what's your logic to this? To I like this, it. The last year as the SEC West and the SEC East. And after this year, it's all A lot about of change. How, yep, everything's going to change. So, yep. You know, let's get excited. Let's see it. 2023 oh, Auburn, you know. <laughs> I'm there. Good times ahead. All right, everybody. Have a great week. We will be back next week to preview our first opponent. So we will see you then. War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.